0: 6.99 per
1: pound. 6. Hey yo, it's six ninety nine per pound. Podcast. Yeah, what's up? What's going on, everybody on Twitch? you tuning in to greatness in a in a in a physical form. So uh welcome to the grand opening of six ninety nine per pound live on Twitch. This is JK. I'm also here with Jojo and Michael. This is our very yeah, what's actual episode on Twitch. Everything else before this, it was just practice. For those of y'all that don't know, $6.99 per pound pays homage to hot food delis in New York City where, you know, they usually serve like a wide variety of dishes because we immigrants, you know, we got to serve a whole lot of dishes. So our goal is to serve you hot takes on career, culture, and community from a very diverse set of perspectives. So shout out to all the viewers that's tuning in right now. Shout out to all the OG, OG followers that's been down with us for the past two years. Let's try to get the numbers up. I know a lot of y'all started hitting up restaurants and bars, but it's Monday. It's Monday, I hope everybody's still quarantining. Uh, social distancing, washing their hands, putting masks on and all that. So uh, yeah, man, appreciate y'all for tuning in to 6.99 for Pound. Michael, what do we got today?
2: Yo, yo, yo. So since this is the first episode, let's take a quick tour of Twitch because I don't know who is used to this platform or not. So the first thing I want to say is I already see a lot of people in chat. So shout out to everyone that's in chat already. But if you want to drop any thoughts, reactions, questions, go ahead anytime during the show, drop it in chat. If you're on a desktop, it's on the right side. Um, If you're on the mobile app, it's right there. Um, Also hit the follow button. If you're not following us, it's super easy. Easy follow doesn't cost you anything. You can do that. Also, if you want to create a 30 second clip of anything we say, Um, you can go to the clapperboard in the bottom right of this screen and you can create what's called a clip and that's gonna live on our stream. You can share it. Um, It's it's shareable in that way. Also, if you think this show is already righteous and I've seen some people uh, subscribe to us, go ahead and uh, subscribe subscribe to the channel. We have emojis being made currently. If you have any ideas, you can drop those into the chat. We've heard things about like sesame oil or Jakey saying bong bong. So um, keep them coming. And then also with that, to all my Amazon Prime members, you can actually gift us a sub. So if you have a Prime account, it comes with one free Twitch subscription. So please give us Jeff Bezos' money because he has too much money. You can just give us a little tiny fraction of that by hitting the subscribe button and gifting us that Amazon Prime subscription so okay with all that um let's go back to the chat make sure you guys are talking and the first prompt i want to give everyone is um how was everyone's weekend um and while everyone's putting their things in um jojo how oh it's the asmr
0: show now jakey's just munching on those chips yeah. you know we're picking yeah. that up you know
2: <laughs> yeah
0: well you had an exciting solo stream jakey
2: i, did. I see I your picked. products I always keep fighting solo strings. USA ambassador. You know,
1: the oh the my official God. USA ambassador of Otugi. You know what I mean? The first official ambassador of motherfucking United States for Otugi. You know what I mean? <laughs> logo, yeah. Yo. When you go yeah. to an Asian supermarket, H Mart included, make sure you keep this logo. And when you cop this and you post it on social media, make sure you tell them who sent you. So they could recognize, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yo, we mm-hmm. over here. But uh, also, shout out to Hell's Chips. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, so much product placement already. I know. Yeah, We're this doing. is more money. Yeah, <laughs>
2: man, Hell's Chips yo. Over here, man. Shout out to Hell's Chips. Queens represent. We out here. Yeah. Shout out to anyone that wants to sponsor us. But um, yeah, so other than the sponsorships, how was everyone's weekend going? How was uh, it? Oh,
0: man. The honest answer is shit. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, really JoJo was on this. Sh- oh no, no, we actually—it
0: was not shit. What am I talking about? I went yeah. to No One. Okay, so shouts to our uh, previous guest, Jay Lee, uh, Chef Jay Lee, who has a restaurant called No One in East Village. It's poppin'. Um, him mm. and his dad built his like beautiful outdoor area, and that place is kind of blocked off, so cars can't go back and forth after certain hours. So really right. pleasant eating experience, um, Korean American flair. Lots of hip hop. There's a disco ball in the bathroom. Everybody go through and check it out. Um, I was very hungover the next day and <laughs> was very quiet during our production call. And Michael was very yes. concerned. And I'm like, no, Michael, I'm just, I'm just hungover. I'm, I'm being a trash human right now. Don't feel sorry for me.
2: <laughs> you can't, you can't just. So Jojo just goes, in the, goes texts us. He's like I am sick. It's COVID I, I season. I, it's like, you I can't just be like, yo, I'm sick. I'm just like, oh, wow. Like what happened to JoJo? Like, do we need to like do something about Michael this? Michael got in
0: his uh, fatalistic mode and I was like, no, I'm just <laughs> sick <with> alcohol.
3: <laughs>
2: yes. Um, and for anyone interested in why Jakey's pointing off camera, he's on TikTok live currently yeah. as well. Come so out to Jakey, to Jakey you got to tell us, tell us about what, what you've been up to other than becoming a sponsor.
1: Um, sponsor. Yeah, man. I mean, you know, over the weekend I walked a lot. I think I walked about like thirteen miles in combination. You know what I mean? Um, I did my due diligence of walking, you know, just so I can move my body, let the blood flow. Um but Burn yeah off on top d- of that. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And on top of that, you know, JK always keeps a list of things to do, you know what I mean, and always check check it off. So I'm always out here, man, trying to check off this list. So uh the weekend was no different, you know what I mean? So uh, I, I had some gorgeous prosciutto with honeydew as dinner mm. last night Okay. with some um, fine vinegar and actually some ora. fine b- balsamic. You mm. know what I mean? So, um, yeah, man, it was righteous, man. I had a good weekend. Nice. Perfect.
0: What about
3: All you, Michael? But, um, yeah.
2: But yeah you know, no, no, I mean, had a good weekend. I'm like, like, seeing like, on the I, chat. I, I, what? Yeah. So in the chat, Hugh, uh, I want to shout out Hugh because he was saying that he went to Harbor City in Chinatown in Seattle. So I'm from that area, so I don't know what he's talking about. But apparently, they're checking temps when you enter the restaurant. So oh. shout out to them for doing all that in Seattle. But man, Harbor City making me hungry. My goodness. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, describe it.
0: City. What is Seattle Chinatown like?
2: it's called. Well, we call it the International District, but it's a small block area right by the stadiums. Mm. Um, but the reason we will call it International International District is because there's a lot of. Just like a lot of different asian ethnicities in that area so you know there's vietnamese chinese japanese cambodian mm. um filipino like it's, it's all in that area um really condensed and it's just a lot of good food um survived a lot of gentrification and still yeah. fighting so you know shout out to everyone in seattle chinatown and asterisk holding it down um shouts
0: nice
1: nice man so yeah, you said with that said, I mean, yo, Seattle Chinatown is, you know, clean as fuck. It was like arguably the cleanest Chinatown. I'm not saying Chinatowns in general are not clean, but I'm just saying like, yo, it was like the less con- the least congested Chinatown I've ever been to, you know what I mean? Yeah, Wide yeah, open yeah. space. But um, Definitely. yeah, with that said though, let's talk about, you know, what's been happening over the weekend. Let's talk about, you know, some news topics. I know um Speaking of Chinatown and Chinese food, you know what I mean. Uh, I was gonna
0: say the crop that binds us all together.
1: Exactly. <laughs> yes. Rice. I'm munching on some hell's chips right now, FYI. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yo, um, there was a video that went viral last week. I don't know if y'all have seen it. Um, this guy Uncle Roger. Now, first of all, I don't even know if this guy's putting on that accent or not. It, most likely, he's putting on the accent, right? That's a character that he's playing, right? Mm. Yes, he's a comedian. Yes. Let's point that out first. Okay, he's a comedian. So he reviewed his lady cooking rice, right? Making basmati rice or something like that. So yes, yes. Um, what, what, like, like, what's the consensus on that? Because I personally had a viral video on TikTok Mm. that hit like two point two million views, and um, it was like a lot of comments were like, "Yo, that's not how you make rice." So I'm just like, "Yo, what do you mean, (laughs) man? Like, different cultures have different ways of making rice." So how do we feel about this?
2: No, but I I felt so right when that Uncle Roger video came out, I was it was kind of like a funny joke of this woman draining rice. Um, so it's just one of those things. And then I read an article later. It was like, no, this woman, she's Indian of Indian descent, like she's making basmati rice. And if you actually look at a recipe of how to do it, you're supposed to drain the rice after it's 75 percent cooked to. Use later for like a base for stews and curries and all that. I'm like, oh wow, like we're like flaming each other for how to make rice. Like she was doing it like her own way, and all these like East Asians come in. And it's like she doesn't know how to make rice. Like, what's wrong with her? Uh, right, so right, I right. felt bad. <laughs>
0: oh my yep. god yeah because it's all different like you said jk you know we usually like rinse the rice and then cook it versus mm-hmm. you cook it partially and then use the water right but i right. think like yep. the the goal is to get that starchy water right because the way my mom mm. describes it to me like there are all these like like It kind of it's starchy, so all the little particles are like swirling around, which like kind of catches on to the tenjang and like the spices, and it just makes it more like girthier or or thicker, like to um. Um, So that's why my mom always saved it.
1: Right. I mean, you know, yeah. Like me, likewise. I mean, I always Uh um thoroughly wash the rice, Uh but I don't usually throw away the water. You know, because in Korean they call that what is it like saetulmul.
3: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: so the water has like math fiber. It has like carbohydrates. Uh, you can make like soup based dishes with it, like doenjang jjigae, which um, I holla. I highly recommend you checking out my TikTok for everybody <laughs> on TikTok right now tuning in. Shout out! Check out all my right, video okay. of me making doenjang right. jjigae. We're showing um, it right food, now, so don't. Um, worry. Some some people even um wash their face with it. You know what I mean. But um, there's actually like a lot of pesticides and residue and all that. So um, I make sure to boil it first and then I store it in the fridge. But um, mm. yeah, man, I mean, you know, it kind of has like a lot of, of flavor that, you know, if you use it to cook. But um, I think like some people use the index finger technique, right? You know, like the first line in the index finger has to hit the water with something. So, um, yeah. but you know, I don't do that. As you can see on the video, I put my whole hand in there, you know what I mean? Mm. And then I make sure that it doesn't hit, um, mm. that it's not completely submerged. And then, yo, we we come from a civilized society. You know what I'm saying? We come from uh, uh, a a part of the world where we've been making rice for thousands of years. So we have the technology to just do it, man. We don't have to use like, you know, rocks and stones and fire and all that. You know what I mean? We just fucking plug it into a machine and boom, bing. And then the machine even (laughs) politely tells you when the rice is done. (laughs) Okay.
0: What rice cooker do you have, J.K.? Do you have have a cuckoo?
1: I have a cuckoo.
0: you have a cuckoo?
1: Yo, yes. Cuckoo. I need to I need to get on that cuckoo wave, man. Cuckoo, you yes. need to <laughs> how What about you, cuck- Michael? Do yeah, you have a need. Japanese
0: brand?
2: Zoroshi, yeah, of course.
0: The, okay. That, I've Story. had that forever. So I have a Zikarushi. It's the elephant brand. My mom always yeah, said the Zoroshi, elephant yeah, the yeah. elephant.
2: Yes, the that's her, yeah. Sorry, yeah, that's a yeah. Japanese Russian. joint. Yeah, yeah. It's fine. It's fine. It's my good.
0: mom, I go back to her place and she doesn't have it anymore. And I'm like, "Why do uh, what happened to the elephant?" And she mm. just was going through this like whole like anti-Japan phase, which we talked about on the show. <laughs> and she just like yes. I can't support them anymore. And she got a cuckoo. Mm. and I like, didn't know yeah. how to work it cuz oh, it, no. it was all in Korean and it keeps like mm. talking to you. It's like 안녕하세요 and i'm like um i just want to make this i was it was so Uh, stressful and it makes like a train sound like to ramp up and i was like yeah okay (laughs) you can't just change the rice cooker on me like that like you have to like Mm. ease me in and i just sat there and i was like i can't make this rice right now
2: yeah no i mean i i have to say like my mom only wanted toyota cars so Mm. you know it's Mm -hmm. like it goes both ways Grand loyal yeah sure. it's annoying Royal, to me for the country but and the i to i want to say after all that controversy yeah uncle roger has linked up with this woman who
0: oh, hello. quote
2: unquote got flamed <laughs> and now they're doing a collab so they're, there's gonna be a collab video that's gonna come out between both of them um she that's actually has cool. a uh yeah she has like a youtube channel she's she works for bbc like she knows what she's doing mm-hmm. so
0: okay her apologies. name is Barbara patel Hersha yes. Patel, let's show you. Yes. Her shout
1: out to yeah. Hersha Patel, you know what I mean? Having Patel as a last name is like having a Kim, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But uh, yes, yeah, def- definitely a common Indian last name. So shout out to all the Patels yeah. out there. Yeah. But, uh,
0: but speaking of TikTok though, a lot of ha- things happened recently. I feel yeah, like I'm yeah. not the real expert on this, J.K., if you want <laughs> to weigh in. Definitely,
1: yeah, I, it's funny that I actually got TikTok live right now, ongoing mm-hmm. over here. And then I'm over here on um 699 per pound live on Twitch. We're about to talk a little bit about TikTok, you know what I mean? So, yeah, I mean, you know, Mr. Donald Trump out here threatening to uh, ban TikTok through an executive order, which doesn't make any sense. He can't do that. You know what I mean? Like, um, Yes. And uh, Microsoft is coming in, uh, talking about purchasing the app. I mean, I, you know, I want to... I want to talk a lot about it because there's a lot of different layers to this. It's not just yeah. about uh, one uh, uh, app that is uh, being purchased by another tech giant. It's uh, There's a lot of layers to this. So uh, I think we could talk a little bit more about it. But one thing is for sure, though, you know what I mean? TikTok has always shown me a lot of love. I got TikTok mm-hmm. live right now. People are tuning in, dropping righteous. So appreciate y'all. But uh, yeah, we're going to keep it moving. Uh, we'll talk yeah. a little bit more about this later. But uh, Definitely. speaking of,
2: Wait, just... one second. Before we get into that, I want to um, shout out everyone that's been subscribing already. So we got some subscribers, so shout out everyone that's been subscribing on yeah, our San channel. You know, Sun Gino
1: always pops in whenever I do yes. my thing. I see yes, you. Yes. You know what I mean?
2: All right, I let's see, see this. Uh,
1: uh, I see Shan Wise. Shout out to Shan Wise. You know, much love to Shan Wise. Uh, I see uh, uh, Don't Be Distracted. You know what I mean much love to don't be distracted. Who else we got over here? Uh, uh
2: apparently you can uh, use
1: rice water for your hair? Teen sizzle. Yeah, 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 okay. totally. Yeah, you could totally do your thing with the hair, man. I mean rice water. Right. For hair. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Uh, all of that, man, all of that. But I mean like I said, a lot of the rice that we get from the market it has a lot of pesticides, so hmm. I highly recommend you to like boil it first, you know. Hmm. Yeah. Just to kill Snoopy, all love. the Snoopy all Love
2: that. is evil, in the building.
1: Evil Indecencies, you know. Hmm. Oh, shit. Oh, my GG. Oh, my GG's out to her. Shout out. She has a small business that um she focuses on like all these uh uh, uh self care products. Some of them Ooh. have like CBD and all of that. So uh, right. much love to all my GG. Oh, my, Gigi.
0: Oh, my God. We need to get on the show. That is
1: still yes. on TikTok right now, tuning in. Um, Yeah, man. So yeah, yeah, much love to everybody we uh, uh polling in. But um, yes, yes. yeah, as we yes. were saying though, um, you know, we were talking about TikTok, which is a Chinese app. It has nothing to do with uh, uh uh this this next topic has nothing to do with uh the greater Republic of China or the app, but um a Chinese mm. lady was attacked in Bensonhurst slash Bayridge in Brooklyn, an eighty nine year old mm. lady was mm. attacked um what what do we know about this what's going on with this
2: yeah i mean this happened last week she was it's been all over the news and um she was slapped and then kerosene was uh thrown at her and then she was set on fire apparent but she was like had the wherewithal to you know get her back up against something and like was able to put out the fire by herself, which is just like insane. Shout out to shout out to her for like having that, like jujitsu to do that. Um, but you know, to Mac, she's 89 yeah. year old lady. Chinese. She's Those seen reflexes. She's seen some yeah.
1: shit, you know what I mean? Like yeah. through the revolution, you know what I mean? Yes. So this
2: shit is you know, like, insert
0: Asians never die by Ali Wong. Right. Right.
2: Yeah. Some shit. So, yeah, but you know, I mean, at at the end of the day, these two people were out to like harm someone, yeah. um, which is awful. And so, this past weekend, um, China Mac put together a, a protest in that um, Sethlo Park in that area um, for a unity march denouncing what was happening, which a lot of people attended. Um, I was not able to attend, but um, I saw a lot of things going on there and. Mm-hmm. Um, just like, it was like cool to see all those people come together and how, ha- and be very vocal about
0: yeah. And for people happening. who may not know, who is China Mac?
2: Um, well, I know what I, I know of China Mac is he's a rapper, um, mm-hmm. uh, he makes music. Um, he's been in, he's a New York dude through and through, um, got involved in a couple things. And what I've noticed is that, um, a lot of people are bringing up his past. Um, when we're talking about a lot of people, as in like people
0: weighing in on the advocacy,
2: advocacy of like, Mm -hmm. why, why, I mean, like what gives you the right to speak? Like you, you got in some trouble back in the day and like, um, you know, so why are you able to like lead this? Like, why should we listen to you? There's a lot of like things back and forth between it. And Mm -hmm. I mean, there was some talk apparently that some people close to the grandmother didn't want China around because of his past. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Right. Exactly.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, China Mac or uh he formerly went by GK. Uh you know, he's he's uh he's a he's a dude from the streets and um he's been very open about his past, you know what I'm saying? Like uh I know a uh, a person who uh was involved in the altercation that he was in that resulted in uh uh you know, China Mac serving a decade long sentence in the uh, yeah. in the prison system. So yeah, mm-hmm. I mean he's a he's a he's a real dude, man. He's went through he's been through real shit. Uh, but I think here's the thing, man. Just because like you know you have a, a, a past as a as a as a as a felon, that doesn't mean that you can't speak up for your own community. You know what I'm saying? Like that doesn't mean that you can't like uh, uh, call out injustices when you see it. You know what I'm saying? Like I think that's kind of like. That's a little bit short-sighted on um, people to say, oh, just because you did mm-hmm. something uh, 12, 13 years ago um, and you were, you know, you, you you have like certain type of people around you, whatever, uh, yeah. you know, you're not like uh, eligible to speak right. about this for the greater good. You know what I mean? I think that's kind of, um, it's just short-sighted. If anything, it's a little hypocritical from people. Uh, right. Now, I think some of the, some of the statements or arguments that certain people are making is, um, see, I, I don't know all the details about it, but, um, there was, there was apparently like a GoFundMe page that was set up. Uh, yeah. He is, uh, where China Mac is trying to raise money for this, uh, uh this lady. Yeah. Oh, lady.
2: yeah. So, uh, he started a GoFundMe page and, um, there was a lot of, well, when I first saw it, I had some questions about, you know, where's the money going to? And I think when you talk about raising money for anyone or any cause, like there's a really, I think transparency with money is very important. And I was a little curious about, you know, like once you get the money, like where is it going to go? Have you talked to the grandmother at all? Like what's the whole situation with that? Does she want the money? Does she not want the money? And kind of, I saw a lot of people jumping in, right? And it's great. And I think it's really great that people really want to help and people are just like like, really jumping on it. Yeah, but I think, you know, like, what was what is you know the 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 burden for us to like hold each other accountable in that way? And make sure that like the money we pull together like is used in a way that can have the most benefit toward the goal that we're seeking. Um and um later, or actually today, um China actually went on his Instagram and was explaining the whole situation that happened. And apparently he eventually got in contact. His team got eventually got in contact with the elderly woman's team, and then mm-hmm. it was found out that she didn't really she didn't want the money. She her hospital bills are fine. I don't I'm not sure if there is hospital bills or not. Um, she doesn't want the money. She appreciates the like the love and support that's mm-hmm. coming out of this. But what China said is that he's gonna give everyone back the money they donated. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a little closure with that. Um, and I kind of want to say this because I I did a uh, fundraiser for Seventy Mulberry that got burned, um, that went through a huge fire uh, in January. And I think you kind of fall into this trap because you're like so passionate about something and you wanna do something really quick. You kind of forego some steps that you should do. And through that process, someone, I was lucky enough to have someone on my team that was like, wait, like let's like, have we talked to the organizations? Um, Do they want us to even do this in this manner? Um, Have they signed off on it? Are you in communication at least? And Mm -hmm. um, if it wasn't for those people, like I would have made the same kind of mistake China did. So I think, you know, these are all like learning things that we learn when we, you know, try to do these things. And it's like, um, and I want to kind of change, like kind of bring people to this idea of, you know, why transparency is important because within, when Ferguson and Baltimore happened, there's this man named Sean King that has rose to prominence oh, because of the types mm-hmm. of, no, but like the prominence that yeah. ro- of mm-hmm. yeah. what he was advocating for, but there be, he's now kind of this like taboo figure or like people that someone that people don't trust because he raised a lot of money for like Mike Brown's family, Freddie Gray, like all those things that happened, but people like didn't know where the money went. So now um, George Floyd happens, you know, Ahmaud Aubrey happens and he's trying to really, you know galvanize people and you know like there's that trust that's not there so that's like that all i say i just say that just because that's like a big big example but i'm just saying like transparency with this type of stuff is important and i'm glad that things were cleared up today out of the confusion of yesterday yeah.
1: right right and i think and on top of that though like i i've um for this uh recent contest that i did with new york nico shout out to new york nico we did a, a t-shirt contest um where uh, we actually had to uh, uh, get in touch with the organizations that we are going to donate the money to because Mm -hmm. apparently any sort of like donation-driven initiative that you do um, that involves any sort of public marketing where an organization or an individual is involved, you need to get their consent. Otherwise, it could actually be, uh, there could be legal ramifications against you. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? So there's a lot of like, intricacies that's involved and um it's hard right. to navigate sometimes but um yeah i mean you know you live and you learn you know what i'm saying but uh, exactly. i think um whatever the uh, intention is again like you know I, I we haven't spoken directly with gk or china mac about this but i think the uh intention was noble now the execution yes. maybe it wasn't perfect but you know it's better it's better to do something than not do anything you know what i mean so exactly. i think yeah. in that sense it was a it was a good approach but, uh, exactly. Yeah, yo. Yeah. So, with that said, I mean, this is our first inaugural episode. Um, I want to give a quick shout out to some people tuning in again. You know, I yes, mean, yes. much yes. love to uh, you know, Gino again. Much love to T Sizzle, four fifty, who just dipped. Peace out. Appreciate you ah. tuning in. Uh, we have Anne Ferney Maziki, uh, who dropped a hundred percent. Yeah, man, okay. so I appreciate y'all, everybody, for tuning yes, in. So, uh, yeah, I mean, so, I mean, for those of y'all that know about 699 Per Pound, um, initially it was JoJo and I going back and forth, uh, just dropping knowledge, uh, sharing knowledge and learning about each other and learning about things from different individuals. But, uh, you know, we're tuning things up a little bit. So uh, I think JoJo has some intel that she'd like to share with us uh, in this particular mm. segment. Which leads yeah. to Jojo's glow up Glow
0: Up Report. Hey, I miss those sound effects. See, we're yeah. still getting used to Twitch. So for a little background, even further for those of you who are tuning in, who are like, wait, how is this? This is so different. What's going on? But if you guys heard one of our few episodes of uh our very first, we actually kind of segmented things this way, where I would share like a pro tip, J.K. would share a pro tip, and we kind of had this like segment. Um, And then it kind of went away, we just focus on the guests. And we realized that like, hey, why don't we bring it back? I think people like getting to know us, strangely, and they like hearing from us. So why don't we really lean into that? So um, we're going to be doing the show. So all of us are like sharing tips and tricks and just sharing our life experiences. And honestly, like I personally want the show to be like, hey, just drop in, like drop in for a party before you, you know, go out. Like it's like a pregame, you know, to the rest of your night. So uh, the glow up report is always going to be about um, the glow up the tips and tricks, whether it's like your physical, like self-care, skin care, you know how much I love that, to internal, like mental health and things like that. Because as anyone knows me, I'm always that girl that's trying this new thing. I'm just like, have you guys heard of Whole30? Or have you guys heard of intermittent fasting? And I'm always trying different things out, and I'm <laughs> learning myself what works. So might as yes. well share it with all of you. But this week, I wanted to introduce something that I've been... I'm working on, and it's Mm -hmm. the concept of meditation or Mm. mindfulness.
2: Yes, buzzwords.
0: Buzzwords, buzzwords. And, you know, these words are – they're very subtle, but, um, they carry different weights. Right. Um, you see articles about how, like how meditation will like transform your brain, you know, or how mindfulness may not necessarily be like meditation, like in the exact definition, like for example, Mm -hmm. prayer, you know, when you're praying at church, is that meditation? Is that mindfulness? Is it both? Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm not here. I'm not a doctor, the classic thing that everybody (laughs) says. But I'm just here to introduce the concepts to you guys and maybe, like, throw out some of the ones that I've tried. And I want to hear what Jakey and Michael tried. Uh, Mm. But before we do all of that, what is mindfulness? So I'm going to read from a script. So in mindfulness practice, we're learning how to return to and remain in the present moment, to anchor ourselves in the here and now on purpose without judgment. So mm. that was a Hallmark card. <laughs> but mm, in essence, definitely. in essence, I think it's basically bringing you back to your body and making you um, ground yourself. Because in everyday life, especially in New York, we're always thinking ahead, like 50 steps ahead. Or there's mm-hmm. some of us who always look at the past and think about like, what could have been better? You know, how could I have made that presentation better? Um, And a lot of that causes anxiety. And a lot of that causes like spiraling. And the whole practice of this is for your to force your brain to be like, Oh, let's get back, let's stay on track, bring yourself to here. And that's supposed to create a reaction in your body, right? So where you're fully present in yourself. Um, So before I share some of the ways that I've practiced this, um, J.K., I wanted to hear from you because you've meditated since you were really young, um, without even knowing that that was what it was. It was really part of your daily life. Do you mind sharing like how you meditated?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cause, uh, I grew up in a Buddhist household and I Mm -hmm. went to a, uh, a Buddhist preschool, like, uh,
3: uh, I would say, yeah.
1: Like, I I mean, yeah. Like that's a preschool, right. You chewing is preschool, right? So yeah, I went to a Buddhist Mm -hmm. preschool. So like, it was kind of always part of, like my upbringing, um, you know, to meditate. And it was, uh, in, in Buddhism, they they basically just ask you to, you know, close your eyes, sit in a, a lotus sutra, like in the lotus position. And then um, they, uh, they have like a little stick. Uh, it's like they kind of like tap you on the shoulder, but it's not like meant to hurt you. It's just to kind of, meant to like warn you like if your position is not upright or something. Mm. So that was always like something that we did almost on like a day day to day basis, like growing up a- as a kid when I was going to this preschool. So yeah, this is like nothing um really new to me. But uh I mean I kind of when when <laughs> now I see there's like actual uh yoga studio types where you gotta pay a membership to go meditate. And you Mm -hmm. have, like, you know, uh, white people that hasn't washed their hair in many days, like, giving you, like, soft-spoken word instructions on, like, connecting you with your body and you're paying, like, $60 (sighs) an hour for a session. I don't know, man. Like, that shit just fucking sounds kind of crazy to me. But, you know, whatever helps. You know what I'm saying? So, if anything, I feel like you could meditate in so many different ways. Like, you could just – essentially what it is is just you're, like – clearing your mind, yep. you know, cause we're constantly, mm-hmm. yeah, we're constantly like receiving information, light, TV, phone, computer. So you're just kind of shutting the, all of that off and just yeah, zoning in on one moment. So you could meditate on your toilet when you're taking a shit or you could just meditate on a train or you could meditate in your room, um, you know, on the bed, so, yeah, there's many different ways to do it. Like, the way I do it, I sit in the uh, lotus stance, you know what I mean? I, I sit uptight, I close my eyes, and then I just kind of, like, have, a, I have like, a little Buddhist bead, and then I just rotate this, and mm-hmm. then I have, like, I kind of just go into my own thoughts, and um, I try to, like, focus in one topic, and I just mm-hmm. kind of dig in, you know what I mean? Now, if you get to a state where you don't have any of those thoughts, like, you don't have any of these irrelevant thoughts, then, then you've reached a state of Nirvana, man. Like, you know what I mean? Then you the Buddha, Mm -hmm. then, um, then I don't know why I'm I'm talking with you. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Like, like I probably should be bowing down to you, you know what I mean? But, uh, yeah, obviously most people never reach that state. So,
0: yeah. Mm. So before I ask Michael, I think there's a lot to unpack. A lot was said, but one thing that strikes me is, um, how these things, are packaged and reintroduced to kind of like mainstream society, AKA like white society. Right. And honestly, like I first heard of meditation, like the English word from Tim Ferriss's podcast and, mm-hmm. and him explaining it and all that stuff. When, if I think about it, as I was growing up, meditation was all around me, but it was never like package and, 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 uh sold to me as a concept and a thing, you know? And I think there is we talked about this before with like East Asian medicine, you know, Jakey, of how like, oh, like all of these East Asian medicines that we know about, like these adaptogens, like Hungam, mm. like ginseng, and like all these herbs that like grow in harsh conditions that's supposed to like impart their strength onto you, like that's very common in East Asian culture. But then it gets repackaged and branded and has a pretty name and it's like sold here for a marked up price and it's now a trend, right? Yeah. Um, so I just want to be mi- mindful haha, of that here and to you know say that like, yeah, it, this thing is not new. It's been around for a long time, and we should honor that um, these cultures have built this over like thousands of years, right? Um, mm. We're not here to amplify platforms that are kind of like copying pasting this concept. Um, right. And if I could be frank about this too, of just like, I really think prayer is meditation. Um, you practice gratitude. You relinquish all control. You say, I don't control anything. I leave this up to God or the universe. And you practice faith that like, it's going to be okay. You know, everything's going to be fine. You know, there's a higher being who is, you know, has this path for me. And that is a sort of meditation. And also um, being validated that you're enough. Like you don't have to do more to be a whole person that like you're enough. I mean, for me, it's like you're a child of God and that is enough like you don't have to do all these embellishments in order to be a whole person so for me that was like powerful that was like wait i'm learning about meditation as a concept but connecting these dots being like oh i was meditating all along but now i'm connecting these dots and being like this helps me let's put this into a routine not just make it like every sunday right yeah. Um so just want to acknowledge that. But Michael, mm. I know you meditate too. So can you share yeah. how it manifests for you?
2: Well, yeah. Um Sean was one was saying, I want to start, but I haven't, and I think that kind of speaks to what Jojo was saying is like it's such it's like an elevated concept for people. I don't know, it's it's within that like self-care industrial Mm -hmm. complex almost of like you need to pay $20 to go to this class to Mm -hmm. meditate when it's meditation is um and I think of it in a western concept because it's it's like meditation's this thing that you can get and it's never this thing you can get um it's like this state of being um so it's like packaged in a way that's just like really I don't know just really bad in a way that it's, it's it gets away from what we're really talking about. And yeah. I was listening to this thing earlier today. It was It's like meditation is not about forgetting anything. It's about, you know, facing those things and just actually having time to do that. Mm-hmm. And I even think about like um, in Islam, like you pray five times, five times a day toward a Mecca, right? So it's like five times a day, like you sit in gratitude and mm-hmm. you take time for yourself. Like those things are powerful things to do. Mm-hmm. And for me, it's like, I came into it because I was actually introduced to it from these two women from Asia actually. And they just, Mm -hmm. they like gave me, they're like, look, like this is this thing you sit Mm -hmm. and it's not about clearing your mind, which is like, I think more of like a Zen meditation, but it didn't really work for me. So, you know, and it was just a a tool for me to kind of slow down um, and really face things that I was talking about. So I've had issues with it in terms of like keeping it up
3: Mm -hmm. because it is hard
2: to do. And like, I get busy and I, I'm like, oh, it's like 20 minutes. It's so hard. But then mm-hmm. like, you spend 20 minutes on your phone easy and we don't even think about those things, right? Um, so I just get on a better roll if I do it, right? I sleep better. Um, I'm not as anxious and more grounded in that mm-hmm. way. Mm-hmm. So I, I really enjoy that process of... Um, now I'm thinking this metaphor, right? Meditation is when you have... A lake that is very choppy and the idea is to sit in calmness until that that water just smooths out that's beautiful so so then you it's like then you can actually see yourself in the water like Mm -hmm. when it's choppy you can't see yourself so when it's clean and glass then it's like okay like this is reality for what it is like Mm -hmm. void of the emotion or any other constructs you might have had of that thing yeah this is what it is and this is what i can process yeah that
0: No, I love that you brought that up, Michael, because what I was going to do next was introduce different uh, forms of meditation. And you guys can probably like Google it (laughs) and do it more properly. But what you mentioned is I think like the visualization, like when I was seeing my old um, executive coach and she was like, when you want to like calm down before making a presentation or something, she would have me package my thoughts and say, you know, think of all your thoughts and imagine, you know, you're at a beach. And you bury each thought one by one, and you see it wash away. So she did this practice mm-hmm. of um, making making it clear to you that everything that you're thinking, they're thoughts. They're not real, and you can control it. And and she used visualization as a part of that. And mm-hmm. and she talked a lot about like imagine like your safe place. Like when do you feel the most safe? you know, and for me, it's like my mom's house, or, you know, for somebody, it could be like my my crib or at the mm-hmm. park. And she always is like, just remember, you can always go back to that safe place, right? So that's mm-hmm. like one of the modes that I really enjoyed. Another mode is um body scan. So a lot of it, people kind of start from the top of their head to the bottom of their feet being like, very conscious about like, you know, relax your face, relax Mm. your shoulders, relax. And you just kind of go through your whole body. Yes. Um, And another one I want to share that's just very easy um, that I stole from the friend zone, another amazing trio (laughs) podcast, loudspeakers network um, is when, when you breathe, take deep breaths and when you breathe in, imagine that you're breathing in your favorite color. So imagine like your favorite color, something that is bright and that makes you feel happy. So when you're breathing in, you're breathing in that color. And when you're breathing out, you're breathing out your least favorite color. (laughs) So when I think of things, I'm like, I think of this like really beautiful, like cerulean blue. And it's like a vibe. And I'm like breathing that in, that cleanness. And I'm breathing out this like, you know, like garbage, you know. And I just kind of visualize that. And I just go breathe in and breathe out. And it really helps me. And the whole thing with breath work and that relates to meditation is that, um, for me, at least I have anxiety and it makes me feel like I'm on fight or flight mode. So basically my body's like, there's a bear that's about to eat you. And I'm like, there is no bear, but my body is thinking that because I'm thinking all of these scary thoughts, right? So what your breath is supposed to do, and I'm going to link you guys, right? There's a, um, app called insight timer. That's amazing. That's free that has like all these meditations. Um, but a lot of these meditations focus on breaths where, um, they're, they're called like quick fixes where you take a breath in a sequence of beats. So people say four, two, eight, breathe in for four, uh, breaths, no four counts, hold for two and breathe out for eight. And that is supposed to force your body to send a signal to your brain that like, everything's fine. There's no bear, Right, and mm. it's hard because like sometimes I'm I get impatient or my thoughts go somewhere else and I don't follow through with breathing, <laughs> which is really important. And so, taking um, somebody, whether it be an app or whether it be you know a metronome or something, where you can really hold yourself accountable and do it at least like four or five times, um, it really really helps. Or what my friend told me of what Hillary Clinton does is the double nostril breathing where you breathe through one nostril and you breathe out through the other. And then you kind of repeat that process. And it forces you to take really deep breaths and it Uh. helps. And it's easier than like you know, keeping track of like the counting for some people who is just is like, who is really overwhelmed and just can't do that. Um, so these are some of the tips that I want to share with you guys. I want to check back in with everyone next week to see if anyone tried it. There's so many different kinds. I'm not going to go through them all, but it's been really helpful for me um, during this time of COVID and so many uncertainties like whether it's jobs or you know really upsetting things in the news and feeling like you can't contribute as much as you used to so take a deep breath and meditate whether it's no judgment zone here it could be any forms um so that's my homework for everybody
2: yeah Yeah, i like that i I like that color thing
0: yeah
1: yeah it's nice yeah i mean i don't know it just sounded like you puking crayons, but uh <laughs> um
3: I, I guess it works. Garbage. But uh yo,
1: appreciate uh everybody for uh wanting to meditate now, yo. So uh mm-hmm. we have uh, Sun Gino, we have uh JKJK JK Dang, who just was JK, like, Yo, JK did I miss Dang. the China Mac China Mac of talk? Course. Uh I, I guess you did. Uh Pacamoli, <laughs> just said, Hell yeah, thanks for sharing. Um Snoopy Love. Snoopy Love is I listen to meditation on YouTube. How do you how do you listen to meditation on YouTube? Are there like videos there's or channels. Just, there's just videos, like waves, yeah. and shit? There's oh, like... So people make money off that.
0: Mm-hmm. Wait, I was gonna they say can, that's like yeah. a genius oh. monetization oh, idea. J.K. So hasn't
2: done that with your voice. I don't. Wow, surprised. I should, J.K. Oh my gosh!
0: Program? Okay, that was one of our ideas way back when. Remember, we wanted yeah. J.K. Oh, yeah. Can you imagine J.K. be like, close your eyes,
1: <laughs> yeah. imagine
0: a waterfall of with oil. J-K.
1: Yes, Would and you, then you hear like yeah. you hear, like the sound of the 7 train just <laughs> mumbling and then instead of you getting <laughs> calm you get more anxiety. Exactly. <laughs> people yeah, oh but, my
0: god we yeah, should all record right? a, a meditation for shits and giggles but yes yeah, anyway, i'm about to go
1: dominate the meditation game sean yes. wise hey you but, know what um, <laughs>
0: make that trend on tiktok Jakey. and speaking yeah, of tiktok yeah. i want to hear uh, about what you were going to say in the beginning of the segment we want to dedicate mm. some time so you could go real deep into tiktok
1: yeah yeah no definitely so, i mean yes. yeah so let's, let's talk about it i mean you know i know some of the viewers um that is on right now you know y'all kind of trickle down here from TikTok, so uh, yeah, like I think so. Here's the thing, right? Like, hmm. I think for people that don't know what TikTok is, I think I kind of need to, and I'm sure most of our viewers right now understand what TikTok is, but you know, like, yes. there's a lot to dissect. Give us a before, recap, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, just so TikTok is a company mm-hmm. that's owned by a Chinese multinational company that is based in Beijing it's called uh ByteDance right so the company is called ByteDance and um it's, a, it's worth about like a 100 billion dollars uh it owns a content platform called uh Toutiao and it, which is like the Huffington Post meets like BuzzFeed meets Facebook hmm. right so that shit alone has about like 120 million daily users right now, their other app called Douyin, which is the original version of TikTok in China. So Douyin is only available within China, right? Um, and TikTok is essentially the non-Chinese version of Douyin, you know? So Douyin has about like 400 million daily users, right? And this app, um, so think about it. Just contextualize that real quick, right? So there's 1.4 billion people in China. Mm-hmm. And there's about 400 million people that use this doing every day. That means one human out of four humans use this app doing every Damn. day in China. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. that's fucking crazy. You know? So, boom, now you have TikTok. So, like I said, it's the non Chinese version of doing that's for the global market. Since the quarantine started, the user base has uh, increased exponentially. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was about like 500 million users only up until like December, 2019 right now it's about 800 million users.
0: Wow. So That's within crazy. the past six
1: months, there's been about like a 300 million user, uh, user base that just kind of skyrocketed. So it kind of explains why like Trump is kind of using this as a political conversation, right? Cause mm-hmm. it's, it's a force to be reckoned with, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, um, and the fact that, you know, ByteDance being based in Beijing and, you know, the company actually has a, a, a Chinese Communist Party uh, committee that directly mm-hmm. work with the CCP. But that's like any giant that's Any company, in China. company, you know what I mean? Like yeah. that's Alibaba, that's, you know, that's anything in China that, you know, if you're worth more than a billion dollars, you're directly reporting to the CCP. Right. Mm-hmm. Wow. So. You know, political figures like Trump, but even like Marco Rubio is like saying, "Yo, the danger is American civil liberty because Beijing's going to have all of our data and all yeah. this shit." But I just find that really... this...
0: Sorry, ahead, but there's ahead. this one thing where um they were taking down like this one uh user's rant about the Uyghurs, the how like the right. they were being treated in China, and apparently right, they right. banned her, and that kind of caused this flurry of like, wait, so we can't say whatever we want on here. It has, oh, it is a Chinese company.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. But but like, I just kind of find out like, so we could kind of have that discussion as well. Like, you know, because I had like a lot of different epiphanies about China and the US when I visited China like two years ago. But Mm -hmm. I'll say this, man. Patriot Act, which was implemented by the Bush administration was only like 15 years ago. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like, so technically, these cameras that we're using right now, like, mm-hmm. they could see me do whatever the fuck I want whenever they want, you know? So that's even why, now, even now, right? Like, these small phones right here that we have right now, this shit, these phones are essentially wiretaps. These are permanent wires <laughs> that we're stuck with. And these things, you don't need a judge's approval or an FBI agent to listen in.
2: We're constantly being monitored. You know what I mean? And here's shout another out to thing. i uh, Oh, shout out to the Instagram ads that you get.
1: Yeah, like for sure, 1,000%. And here's another thing, right? ByteDance has investments from SoftBank, which is a Japanese mm-hmm. conglomerate, and a holding company that has shares in Uber, T-Mobile, Sprint, Alibaba, WeWork, Slack, right? And they also have investment from Sequoia Capital, which is a venture capitalist mm-hmm. group in Menlo Park in San Francisco that has yep, stakes yep. in Apple, Google, PayPal, LinkedIn, Instagram, YouTube. So- when a company is $100 billion worth, is no longer just a Chinese company or a US company or whatever. It's a multinational company. So what does it mean in 2020 is that any giant tech company has no allegiance to a single government. You know, that's right. bullshit. Like mm-hmm. if you look at the awareness of TikTok in the end of 2019 in the US compared to the awareness of TikTok right now. Yo, all this noise that Trump is making, the company is only going to get famous. is only getting more mm-hmm. famous. You know what I mean? Mm. And now you have, like, grandmas and grandpas that know about it. You know what I right. mean? And,
0: TikTok. And,
1: and And what do you know, right? Microsoft, the one tech company that your grandparents know about, you know, mm. is trying to buy it there. You know what I'm saying? And Trump's own advisors are actually trying to say, like, yo, like, let's Let's make this deal happen. You know what I mean? Um, So that's what I'm saying, man. So essentially, man, this is... We're not in a a time of physical warfare anymore. You know? Mm. Everything is about capital. Everything is fought through capital. And uh, the most coveted currency in 2020 is information. And that's the new capital. So what Trump is... Saying all this shit about TikTok being a uh, 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 an opposition uh, from the Chi- as as a Chinese government tool to infiltrate the American, you know, like all that shit is bullshit, man. I don't know. Stop playing, man. Yo, how many iPhones are sold in China? You know what I'm saying? How many mm. Teslas are currently being driven in China?
3: Mm-hmm.
1: You know what I'm saying? Like yep. w- that doesn't yep. it's all multinational when it comes down to these tech companies. So right. I kind of look at it just as a political tool that he's utilizing to make noise. And I'm not only saying this because you know J.K. got a little hot on TikTok. You know what I mean? It's, I'm getting all you know shivering <laughs> well, over here because TikTok What does this TikTok mean for influencers?
0: Right?
3: You
1: know what I'm saying? I'm sorry. Yeah. What you say?
0: Like, what, what does this mean for like people who've made followings on TikTok? Like, are I, they just I'll gonna say,
1: nah? But shut I'll say down? this. No, nah, no. Nah, well, I'll say this. So um, I spoke with this gentleman. I'm not going to mention his name because he likes to mm-hmm. keep it on the low. <laughs> he sold his company to YouTube about five years ago. Mm-hmm. So I was talking to him about TikTok. And two months ago, before any of this news came out about Microsoft yeah. and all this shit, he prophetically said mm. the app is too big, it's not going to shut down in the U.S., Mm-hmm. A big tech is going to come in and scoop them up. It's either going to be YouTube or Microsoft. He mm-hmm. said that word for word. <gasps> and yo, okay. he Who was right. You know
3: the I mean? He was
1: right. And I was like, yeah. yo, this is crazy. You knew about this shit. You knew this shit was going to happen. He was like, yeah, man, yeah. America is a capitalistic society. When they see something that is worth money like this, they're not just going to let this shit slide. You know what I'm saying? All that right. user data. They're not gonna let this eight hundred million people on this app. They're not gonna let this shit slide. Yeah. yeah, yeah,
2: that's a good point though. I'm saying like, if you're talking about TikTok influencers and all that, it's like, right, like you, they're at this level. They're just mm-hmm. they're just like they're just thinking like, oh, my livelihood's gonna go away. My this ban is gonna whatever. Yeah, but we just took it. Jakey just took it up to the the next level, which is just like. Y'all don't know what the chess pieces are when you think about a multinational company like Tik. When you think about ByteDance, it's not just Chinese. Like the fact, right, right Jake, you said like SoftBank, and you got Sequoia in there. Like these companies don't know have any borders. And yes, a TikTok ban is going to sound great at Trump rallies for sure. That's what that's what's happening. But it's just yeah. it's it's so fascinating how, right, as a consumer, it's like you're just like in the game. You're just, you think you know what's going on and you're just like running along and this is what, how you operate. Unbeknownst to you, there's people higher up at play that are moving chess pieces and using it as as a king piece. Mm
1: -hmm. Nothing is coincidental, man. Nothing is coincidental. I'll say it is though. But yeah, man, I mean, you know, I think aside from all of that, like I think TikTok, you know what's interesting in eight a- in China doing is apparently used uh mostly as an informational tool so if you mm-hmm. do go on TikTok you have a lot of like these tutorial videos on how to like do how things to- I mean essentially that's what I do I teach people how to make simple dishes but you also have mm-hmm. like videos of like you know different ethnic kids showing off their uh heritage and roots mm-hmm. and you know and very like uh culturally specific uh, niche topics are covered in TikTok, like, oh, uh, what mm-hmm. what does it mean to be uh, half Asian, or what does it mean to be uh, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Native American, or what does it mean to be a uh, uh, Los Angeles-based Iranian with rich parents? You know what I mean? There's like right. all these like very specific means and topics that TikTok explores that you mm-hmm. are not going to find on Instagram and Facebook. So right. I think in that sense it's actually giving much more visibility on diversity of cultures. It's like, I right, have my right, right, followers right. that look at my shit and like, yo, I never thought that you could make food like that, you know what I mean? Mm, it kind well, of explores mm. people. It, it shares a different type of uh, mm. information to a new audience, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm, yeah, yeah, man, I mean, Jojo, when are you gonna hop on TikTok?
0: I mean, okay, point. so I've tried. I literally have things like saved on my phone. That hey, I'm, I'm let's like-
1: Let's see some, let's see some. <laughs>
0: okay (laughs) okay but the thing is um so fun fact um my cousin is a tiktok star also so jakey you're not the only tiktok star in the presence um his name is eric kim follow him um but he was teaching me how to do it and it's like i feel so washed i'm like i'm almost 30 and i'm trying to learn this platform and (laughs) like because you're once you get so used to like one like platform like instagram i just think like oh it's i'm just keep like aligning it to Instagram. I'm like, why can't I save this? Why do I have to go back? When do I add the music? Ah, So it's just been like, I've been a little anxious about it, but I will make a TikTok. But, uh, wait, that being said real quickly, I think Instagram is trying to come up with features that are like similar to TikTok. Have you heard exactly. about that? Yeah, yeah,
1: exactly. I know YouTube do you think they're going gonna... to watch something like that. Yeah. Well, right?
0: Do you think that's going to make I mean, it just... go down?
1: I mean, I think here's the thing, right? Like, um, Cause you know, like Instagram, when they came out with a Instagram story, that kind of, um,
0: killed Snapchat, uh,
1: limited the growth of Snapchat. Right. So yeah, yeah. I, do I think that it might kind of have an impact on it? Um, uh, mm. yes, but I think, and again, I'm not an expert when it comes down to like any of this, uh, end tech shit, but the way that I was, what I, the from what I read about how TikTok is designed as an app, it's. The most, it's like the, it's like heroin of social media. Yeah, you know what I mean, like the way that it <laughs> okay. was hooking. Goodness, like it Michael's like, like
0: making a mental note. He's like, this is gonna be the headline.
1: <laughs> yeah, like, if, like yes. Facebook was like. You know, weed and you know, I don't know. Like, I I, I can't. I don't know all the drugs. No,
2: the the UX but, UI design and the interact and the interface of it is is next level. Like
3: mm. the way the way
1: that, that it's designed and the way that you it, just scroll and it scroll uses and scroll. its algorithm. It's right. um it's it's meant to hook you in that you can't mm. replicate on other apps. You know what I mean? So yeah, yeah. I mean, I think. And here's the thing. Here's another thing. Nothing is forever. You know what I mean? Facebook had its dominance for a long time, but you know like well facebook is instagram
3: gonna,
1: yeah you're yeah. right right facebook slash instagram had, had had their dominance for now what 10 years now um yo man every 10 years you know you got to have mm. a new kid in town take over so mm-hmm. right. i think speaking of
0: new kid do, in town i don't
1: think tiktok is <laughs> going to go anywhere <laughs> um if anything no. i think it's going to continuously grow
2: yeah um, yeah no i was going to say also i think with the instagram feature the only way instagram could win is to make Something like it that's easier for older folks because the demo, demo on Instagram is older, right? But I don't think it's going to sit into the market share of a younger person because, yeah. exactly. you know Those people are not even on Instagram. They're like, I'm my life is TikTok. I know how to use yeah. this app. And, exactly. just gonna and that's kind of it.
1: like the generational shift for everybody, right? Because, you know, for like sure. even, even like people that were on Facebook, like that shit sounds watch to me. But people that right. were on Facebook look at MySpace is washed. You know what I mean? So yeah. um, I think it's just- And Instagram too. Generational shift. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Instagram Same thing. Like the kids on TikTok, yo, these 12-year-old kids, they're not on Instagram. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know not. The way their brain is wired is like a photo. What? What the fuck <laughs> is the video? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they're not trying to see a photo of a girl just posing. They want to see the girl dancing. You know what I mean? Like That's how their brain is wired, you know? Like, they don't want to just see the picture of the food. They want to see the creator Mm -hmm. eat the food, you know what I mean? So, it's a whole different ballgame, man. So, um, definitely.
0: Well, we've been blabbing away, and we haven't acknowledged that we have a new kid in town, that we have a new co-host. Yes, yes. So, saving the best segment for last. um, (laughs) Michael!
2: Yes, yes. So, yeah, um... All this TikTok, be best TikTok talk, it will be the best segment because we're going yes, to get into Yes, of mm-hmm. course. Okay, okay. So I, I'm, I'm going to cool. piggyback off this uh, TikTok thing. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, talking about my segment, I am the new kid in town. And we're going to name this Who the F is Michael because no one knows beep. who the hell I am. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, beep that out, Marcus. Beep that out. We'll do that later. <laughs> yes. Um, so the idea of this is I'm a new host, so I'm going to share a little bit about myself and this also goes both ways. So if I say anything that is, you know, you react to, just put mm-hmm. it in the chat. I want to get to know you as we like, go along this journey. So put the comments in, put the comments in. Um, so this is what I'm going to talk about today. I'm going to talk about the fact that I was not born in America. Um, I was actually born in Tokyo, Japan. Um, so I'm not a native to these lands at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and I moved here when I was five. So a little bit of that, I arrived in Seattle area, Japanese kid. So I had to figure out what the hell was going on. So I had to learn English, mm-hmm. figure out customs, make friends and all that stuff. And during all that time, you know, you, you struggle a lot to find acceptance with those people around you. Yeah. And um, going back to the TikTok thing, like, and you talked about how much there's diversity in it. Like, I'm envious of young Asians growing up now that people are like all about like this is my story. I'm gonna go out and share it with people on TikTok. Like because when I was growing up, all I had was like a television and like a couple of Asian kids around me. Other than that, I was like in a very white suburb trying to just like make my way through the world. And if I had something like a TikTok, I'd be like, Oh yeah, like I'm Japanese and this is like the weird stuff we do at home too. Like, okay, mm-hmm. so I'm not alone in this, like this, you know, this place. And yeah. I mean, it's great. There's a sense of pride around it. And I didn't really have any of that. And, you know, the only time I really felt a deep connection to like anything of myself was when I went back to Japan in the summers and I was like able to live and be seen as a, like a full person and being kind of like interacting with friends and all that. And I really miss those times as well. So I think about all that. And No, Yo, is you know, that
1: you in different versions or is it different people? What do you mean? Oh, like they all have like the same haircut. I
2: thought for a moment it was like. Oh no no no! It's like no. So the photos that we shared, yeah, they're they're me when I'm young. Yeah, so it's me when I'm in Japan. OMG,
0: so cute!
1: Yeah, there you go. Are you the kid with the red hat? I'm assuming. Yeah. Yeah. Got you.
2: Got you. Yeah yeah yeah.
0: Oh my god, what a motley crew! It's so adorable. So those
2: uh, so a little bit of that picture. Mm Hmm. Um, our family, good family friends, own a soba shop in Japan. It's a great place good food we always go there um, after we land and they're the warmest family And I, when I think of like home and I think of comfort like their, uh, their place is actually what I think about it's where um, my mom was I could see my mom like super happy mm-hmm. um, for a time because when you live in America and she's Japanese and not like she knows English but not like perfectly well where she feels super confident like it was a place where she could just feel like everything opened up right when she was like kind of shrunk here so I I really hold those memories a lot. Um, and those, you know, they're around my age. So we'd go around and like run around and play baseball and like jump in the river, catch crawfish, like do all that type of stuff. So, you know, it's it's super, it was super nice memories. And, you know, I, growing up, it was a struggle every time I came back to America because I was like, oh, like I just feel as if, you know, I just don't have it like that here. Like I have to like fight to like even like be seen as like who I am. People make fun of like me eating rice cakes. Like mm-hmm. I had to convince people that sushi was like a good thing to eat and not kill you. Um, but now it makes me like, wait, mad. Wait, wait, in Seattle? Yeah. So I would, so, Se- check this wait, out. What? Check this out. That's, that's so weird. So I would dude. be like, we, we're, we're playing basketball or whatever. And then I'd be like, they'd be like, Oh, what you eat last night? I'll say like, Oh, my family went to a sushi restaurant. They're like, Oh, you eat raw fish. Like you're not sick. Ugh. Like whatever. I've, for like 10 years, like I had to like really, really pound in and be like, this is sushi. Like it's fine to eat. It's clean. And now this I walk around everyone's sushi. Like, oh and everyone's God. like, everyone in New York is like, I love omakase. It's so amazing.
0: Sugarfish. Like, have you been?
2: Yeah. I'm just like, you guys are terrible. But uh, um, hold up. Quick question
1: though. Like, so when this was happening, how old were you? Were you like 10, 15,
2: 16, 20? I would have to say elementary, middle school you. Gotcha. Um, so it was like,
1: a lot of like kids that didn't, that never tried like, that never tried culture. Yeah. You right. know what so you this mean? is, what I'm, this is what I'm
2: saying. So like nowadays in the age of TikTok, even though like as an Asian kid, I could see other Asian kids. It's like white kids or like black kids or Latinx kids, like they're seeing like this these cultures and they're kind of getting they're going into these houses right and like the food right Mm. uh the dances the the customs like whatever so it's just like it's really different um growing up now i think and it's just you know right speaking of like the transnational connection too right like asian tigers economically there's like a power in asia so then as an asian kid you can just be like well like china's like crazy like indonesia's bumping like malaysia's Mm. coming up like and all that together is like, okay, Asia's back. Like we're here, like, you know, everyone's making these trans Pacific connections and all that. Um, Mm -hmm. right. So yeah, Yeah. essentially, yeah. Money, power, respect, you know what I mean? So,
1: um, nah, that's, 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 that's dope, man. So, yo, so, but I mean, tell us a little bit more about Seattle real quick, because the, the few times that I've been to Seattle, I always felt like it was a, I mean, downtown area was obviously a little bit more culturally, Uh, 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 submersive and had a lot more diversity but you know some of the areas that I was around like Sammamish and Bellevue which Mm. was about like an hour away from downtown Seattle Yeah, it was like it was like the whitest place I've ever been in my life
2: yeah no I grew up in Sammamish oh shit
1: okay shout out to the I say Seattle because no
2: one knows so like shout out Costco and Sammamish that got actually some guy drove a a car into Costco and just jacked a bunch of jewelry yesterday it's smashing. out here. We're doing it. Um, and my mom's like, oh, my God, there's I'm crime in Sammamish. Up. This is where I came, come from. Like, the one incident happens and everyone's like, oh, my God, Sammamish oh my is God. not safe anymore. <laughs> Just like, yo, like, y'all need to chill out. So mm. I was like, I was like one of, you know, you could, like, count the people, um, the non-white kids in the area. Like, I think as we grew up, there was a lot more um, Chinese and Indian folks that came in because of Microsoft. Right. right. And, right. but like That's in Redmond right so um and i went to a really good so our school district was really good um it was like because we lived in a rich area which has high property tax which goes toward schools um so i like grew up in that area so it's like really hard to be any it was really hard to be anything other than like fit into the status quo like i played baseball i went out like was an athlete, like tried to be a jock, like mm-hmm. sad boy, Jack, jock, like type of person, like trying to play the game Yeah, and it's uh it's a little rough. And it wasn't until I like went into Seattle that, you know, it was like, there was Uwajimaya in uh, Seattle where I could get all the Japanese food. Um, so it was, you know, I felt a, a disconnect a lot, just trying to figure out like what the hell I felt about my Japanese or my Asian-ness within that time. And, you know, I've been, like, trying to, even as I, like, grow now, like, trying to figure out, like, what that means, right, because, um, you know, with this new, like, Asian pride, Asian power thing that's happening, um, what does it mean to me? And as much as I've, like, read, like, Asian American history stuff, it's, like, you know, I think what I'm trying to get to realize at this point is, like, we can't fully realize our, like, connectedness without tracing everything back to to asia like that's part of the lineage right of like people coming and i think we sometimes as asian americans limit ourselves to be like we're going to talk about asian american history and like the things that happened here and then kind of use that as a framework to identify ourselves and connect with others when i think like we need to also talk about like asia and like the past and all that and this is where i kind of want to bring in a larger conversation which is from a piece I, I, I read from Emily Dong, um, who was I went to school with at Cornell. She's um, taken off and like done great things after you know we organized together a little bit. But it's a thing that's called "I Want to Be Chinese." Um, shout out to the organization for a positive peace. They're kind of you know they're <laughs> doing some cool stuff over there. Um, but it's like really looking at like why the East can be a roadmap for people to find themselves. And what I call, what I'm trying to find, right, is the whole art of living, which I think I was like trying to, I'm always trying to pursue. So, you know, and I really want to bring this home and I might, this might be a little preachy, but I really, I'm really feeling this right now. And I think this is from watching Black is King, which is a Beyonce uh, visual album, really speaking to like Africa and all that. that later. But, you know, it's like Asia is an ancient, Air, like ancient place. Like there's empires have risen and fallen, like thinkers have philosophized and gone back and forth and done like all these amazing things. Right. And America is really 300 years old. Like that's in within the larger scheme of everything. It's like, it's not that it's not that big mm-hmm. or time-wise. So it's like for us to encapsulate our idea of who we are as Asian Americans within like this like, narrow framing isn't enough I think it's like to know that there's this uh, so much history there and when you I think tether to that and can like find those things I think there's a greater sense of like what we're trying to find is I don't think it's pride I don't really like the idea of pride too much but like that's what we're trying to go for and in a definitely and it's empowering in that way so I kind of yeah. want to think about like, have you guys thought of it? Cause I think about this idea, right? Like how can as Asians in this country know ourselves um, in a way that's not rooted in like being victims of circumstances, which whatever is like imperialism, colonialism, anger, Mm -hmm. um, being shamed, like, and like really see ourselves from a place of like love, compassion, and just like humility and what that looks like, which I really uh, value. And I don't know if you've like, thought of that or if any um viewers have thought about that idea of like what does it mean to like really look at ourselves from that perspective
0: yeah well a couple of things that I'm thinking about about how at least for me and for Jakey like I was born in South Korea and I was kind of brought here against my will if you think about it You know, Mm. I didn't tell my parents, like, I want to go to America where everyone's going to be different and I'm going to be different and I'm going to have to learn a whole nother language. No, like we didn't decide to come here out of our own agency. And there's I think there's some trauma to that, that our parents might not be able to comprehend of just like Mm. being completely just like dropped down to a whole nother place. And. And I think the, our parents also just not having the capacity to teach us our histories. And I think the reason why I am drawn to like was drawn to continue watching Korean shows or Korean dramas as like that might seem so silly is because I'm like this is where I'm like seeing myself as a whole person versus mm-hmm. the history books in class, the kids at school, the ki- the shows that they watch. You know, mm-hmm. I'm not in them. And right. I think a lot of I I'm seeing a very mini trend of a lot of people our age or creatives, especially going back to Asia. And uh, Mm. some of them parents being like, why are you going back when we sacrificed everything to come here, you know, to come to a bigger place, a place of whatever. And to, for you to go back into that bubble, like it's so mind boggling for them, but it's because we're like making up for lost time. I feel like, and if anything, You see um, people like that that are more passionate about the culture. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I, I think about Issei. I don't even know them that well. You know, Jakey, you know them better than I do. But, like, they use traditional Korean dyeing techniques that they learn from, like, a, a like a traditional Korean uh, person who, like, maintained that craft to create, like, their garments, but they are from Jersey, right? But like they have this heightened appreciation for that. And I'm probably speaking out of turn, but my guess is that because they really felt that gap when they were here, maybe, and they're just very inspired by those roots. So those are my thoughts. I don't know how they manifest for you, Jakey.
1: Uh, Yeah, I I think it's, yeah, I (laughs) definitely saw that (laughs) way as well. Yeah, no, I definitely saw that way as well, but, I don't know, man. Like it's it's a complex conversation for me because uh, uh, I I wear different identities, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I had to wear different identities growing up, going up mm-hmm. um, like uh, from South Korea to China and then to uh, to this part of Queens, to another part of Queens, and then to the Bronx, and then to Brooklyn, to Manhattan. Like I had to just wear different outfits or different identity. Right. And then it it, it 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 eventually like culminated and manifested and morphed into this JK2020. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Um, and I think that journey is different for everybody. So I can't really have uh a justified uh one one phrase answer for that but I'll say yeah. it is though like um to Jojo's point essentially um Having knowledge of self, and I know, I, and I, I know, I know, I know, I say that phrase a lot. And knowledge of self is not—I can't take credit for that phrase, but because it was really a, a phrase that I picked up from a lot of the Black Power movements. You know what I mean? Because mm. you know, African Americans, because they—they don't—they don't really have a clear understanding of their roots, because you know, they came here as slaves, so right. they have like this uh, uh, approach of championing their roots. We're actually trying to discover their roots. We're actually trying to write their roots in, in, in a new form. And that's why they kind of claim to have knowledge itself. But uh, luckily for Korean Americans like myself, like Jojo and I, like we know where our ancestors are from. You know what I mean? Like we know like, you know, your your last name is Park. Like you know where that last name came from. Like I know where my last name mm-hmm. came. So I think it's just that uh, 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 craving for having an understanding of where you coming from and i think mm. that's kind of why like we want to go back to our roots we want to learn about our history and it's kind of like a tree you know what i mean like if you have deep roots like the tree's not going to fall down but mm. if if the tree has shallow roots you know fucking hurricane sandy come through and that shit is gone you know what right. i mean so i think that's essentially what that is is like yo like uh, and uh an earnest yearning to understand your roots because you want to stand uh and deeply you you want to stand on your two 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 feet
3: and mm-hmm. feel
1: like nothing's gonna knock you down you know what i mean so yeah. and that's essentially yeah. that's what foundation is essentially that's what knowledge itself is so definitely uh, yeah i
2: feel that I, yeah. I i and i was interested because jojo was like you watch k dramas or whatever and it was like that's kind of what i guess j key is talking about too like oh you saw yourself as a whole person all this stuff and then like all like being able to trace that stuff back is is so important i think thanks for saying the way that you said it because i think this is i think there is a disconnect from asian from Asians that grew up here just th- i was cuz i was thinking about so much when i was even in college which was you know i guess like 5 years ago whatever is like Asian American people never hung out with the international kids. Cause it was like, Oh no, like we don't do that type of thing. But it, like when you, I, when I thought about it deeper, I was like, no, it's like, I feel like we do that because there's like this notion of like, we feel shame toward ourselves. So it's like, I don't want to associate with these people that remind me of everything bad about myself. Um, which I was just like, yo, we can't do this anymore. Like there's so much history, knowledge that goes on. Like, and I think it's sad because like like, we're able to do that. Like, I think Asians have a unique opportunity to be able to, like, look back in the history books and think about, like, what dynasties came before and, like, what was the lineage of history and what was, like, political thought. And, like, there's a lot of places to pull from that can give us, like, those roots that Jiki was talking about. And, yeah, but but to um, be
1: fair, though, to be fair, though, Michael, like, you know, kind of, like, in Taoism, uh, one of the Tao masters, Zhuangzi, mm-hmm. he said... Yo, like the fish that's in the water doesn't know that the fish is that that he or herself is in the water. You know, what I mean, yeah. when you're like in Asia, when you're in Japan, when you're in Korea, when you're in China, like all this history shit, all the fact that you are Asian, that you have all this history and dynasty and all this. Uh, you don't you don't have a cognitive understanding of that because you're in it. You're in it too deep you know yeah. what I mean? So sometimes you got to kind of uh, remove yourself. You got to get out of that bubble. You got to get out of the water for you to understand yeah. that, oh shit, like I was in the water. You know what I mean? I'm going to go back to the water. So and I think that yeah, happens man, so this, with, yeah.
2: yeah, no, I think that happens with a lot of a- Asian Asians. Cause it's like, they feel like a fish out of water here, but they don't know where to look. And I, and I'm, I'm it's, and it leads to like, what I think, think about like Asian pride and like how a lot of times it's like, pride comes out of like the shame and trying to overcome shame and you know some people might get to a point where it's like i'm so proud to be an asian but like when you look at it it's like where does that where is that base of that pride like is it coming from a place of shame to a point where you're just like i'm punching up because i don't want to feel this or does it come from like a true humility when i mean that is like a place of like knowing that some like there's something bigger than you that's like tying you to like whatever's happening in the world and to be able to really anchor to that and to like have a a sense of compassion for yourself, not this like pumped up shame that, uh, I mean, pride that can result from a deep shame that you have being a fish in this American water, basically.
1: Yeah. But I mean, then again, I think, I think it's also probably a lot more complex for you because of, you know, you also have like Mm -hmm. a biracial identity, right? Yeah. definitely uh yeah so i think it's a little bit more complex whereas like for for me and jojo like like yo like we have to live with this and this is the only thing we know you know what i mean like (laughs) this (laughs) this 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 slanted eyes and wide face and you know being korean american being yelled at by my mom's like that's all we know so i think it's it's a that's a whole different uh uh, experience which but in the same way like being mixed later yeah.
2: No, but being mixed, like these are all like forced identities on me too. So I'm kinda just like I have my body and but like people keep like mm. saying I'm like this, this and that. So it's a little different. But yeah, let's definitely right. get into it in a different stream. Um let us know in the chat if you thought that was um that was a good combo. Um yeah. solidarity doesn't exist in Asian America. Uh well, I think people are trying. I think there are divisions that we need to get through, but definitely um Oh wow, we're going deep in the in the comments here. Oh are we? <laughs> Good for you, Michael. Mm. All right, cool. So alright.
1: So um what 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 else is going on, yo? So uh yeah. I mean I think for the first episode we kind of went pretty deep, went to a lot of different topics, talked about a lot of different intricacies. Uh why don't we um why don't we kind of um wrap this up? By uh, shouting out some of our uh, favorite small businesses or friends and family that's doing their thing.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: So,
1: do you want to? Do you want to kick it off?
0: Sure. So okay. Um, I'm going to do a shameless plug, but A Great Big Story has a podcast now. They're competitors. No, they're not. They're oh, not yeah. competitors. Okay. Um, but they act recently did an episode where I. there was my pitch um, about James Hong. He is an actor with the most credits in Hollywood. Um, very prolific Chinese-American actor. Uh, he's very famous for being the voice of um Kung Fu Panda's dad, oh, um Poe's dad, um, yes. Shifu and Mulan. Um he wasn't Blade Runner. He has like six hundred so duck? <laughs> he played well, he has six hundred roles. He he was like the Asian guy, like, you know, coming up and uh you know, he had very limited choices and some people have criticized that like, oh, James Hong, like actors like him by taking these kind of stereotypical role roles, like, um, you know, being a restaurant owner, man, mm-hmm. he's played all of them. Right. right. Um, but it was one of those things where he was just like, it's either I don't take them at all or and mm-hmm. just disappear in this history or. I try my best at these two lines and and Mm -hmm. show that I'm an actor. And basically he got, um, the podcast is about episode is about his life. But what I want to shout out is this amazing Asian American theater troupe that he founded with, um, two other Asian American actors way back when, um, it's called East West players. And, um, They have a theater set in LA, so if you guys get a chance once COVID is all over, um, see some of their productions. It's basically an all Asian American cast. They do Mamma Mia, they do like these classic Broadway shows, but also um, shows that are written by Asian Americans. And it's an all Asian cast, and they get to show their range. They get to be the heroes. They get to be the villains. They get to be all of these characters. And um, they're actually doing some like Zoom performances too right now during Corona. So please support them, Um, but. Just wanted to shout them out that someone like James Hong he didn't just stop at himself, he created something bigger and it's something that's accessible to people and there's this crazy stat that I think like around 70 percent of names in Hollywood uh, that are Asian American descent actually are alums of this troupe. Um, oh, they, wow. yeah, like it's okay. where they got discovered, it's where they had community, and um, so just really check them out and support them. These are the things that keep the the Hollywood scene going for.
1: All right. Shout out to right. James, James Huang uh, and the East West Players holding it mm-hmm. down. I thought East West Players was like some mid-90s, <laughs> like, hip-hop clothing company. Far like, <laughs> yeah, East Movement's, incredible. like,
0: off
2: yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: J.K.'s gears I, I, are I, I turning. He's like, how can was, I make but, uh, this uh, into a company? Pretty, <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. So what's your shout, Michael? Yeah,
2: nah, yeah my shout out of the week is, think Chinatown in Manhattan. Um, they um, over the weekend and I think last week they were creating outdoor seating areas for a couple of restaurants in Chinatown that needed oh, them. That, um, yeah, right, yeah, for sure, right yeah, because yeah. it's it's a hard time in Chinatown right now. Like they got hit with uh, the corona racism before anyone got hit with the actual virus, mm-hmm. um, and they're struggling right. And um, mom and pop businesses, you know, around the the country are the lifeblood of of this of this place of the economy so we gotta just like continue to support them shout out to um think chinatown um for doing all that and um i think they're still collecting donations for possibly new uh seating areas so um if i think we're gonna drop the link in the chat but if you want to um just give some money uh, i think you can also volunteer right So we'll we'll do all that. Um, and also visit Mott street. I think I I heard they close it all down for businesses. So go hang out, get some boba, get some cake, get some baked goods, eat,
1: eat all the food. Yeah, no, for sure. They say that, um, I think, what is it like 50% of New York city's jobs are provided by small businesses. And, um, after this pandemic about, uh, one third of all restaurant businesses are gonna be out of out of you know, out of commission. They're gonna be gone. So uh, a lot of these small communities, uh, a lot of these local communities are gonna have a very different landscape of how mm-hmm. this is yeah. how things are gonna different. turn out. So um yeah, I mean, I think all these initiatives are great. Um, my shout out of the week. You already know what my shout-out of the week is, yo.
0: Oh, my Over God. Here, Small right? businesses. No. Small
1: businesses. We already know about Otugi. Otugi America. Otugi America. America. Otugi America. It's my Look at, Look at his pure
0: bliss. Look at he's yeah, so yeah,
1: happy. Yeah, so
0: he's like this sent Check
1: a You know what I'm saying? I got this (laughs) sesame oil bottle right now. Nah, but I'll say this though. I'll say this though. Like, I need you know, like, Otogi is a is a conglomerate in South Korea, um, as a food conglomerate. But yo, out of all the conglomerates, they have the best reputation because one of the reasons why is because um, all the men in their family, they have all gone to the military, and um, a lot of Korean Mm. conglomerates, the men have a lot of bad reputation because. They dodged the draft. And, you know, in South Korea, if mm-hmm. you're a healthy male of a certain age, like, right. it's mandatory for you to join the military. But, you know, some of these rich motherfuckers, like, oh, like, oh, I was born in America, so I'm an American citizen. Like, I do this, you know, like, oh, I, you know, like, okay. oh, I got sick, whatever. Okay. So, whereas Otugi, the CEO, the chairman, he was ROTC, you know what I mean? He was straight up and down, like, okay, I'm going to do my thing, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then um, also, like, they do a lot of stuff for the community. And on top of that, um, some of these conglomerates have uh, uh, ties to uh, uh, Japan during the mm. uh, Korean uh, uh, during Japan J- Japan's c- uh, colonialism period. You know what I mean? So, low key, they were sellouts. You know what I mean? But mm. you know, straight up and down, Korean to the core. You know what I mean? They never sold out. Um, yeah. It was never like you know okay. uh, colluding with the Japanese imperialist army. You know what I mean? So they held it down, you know? Uh, I don't know okay. about Nonshim, though. Nongshim, I think I heard some sus rumors mm-hmm. about their allegiance okay. to the Japanese uh, uh, imperialist. Was this part of
0: your executive identities? talking points? Did they send you, know you like, right? the Otogi Bible? I
2: was about to say. I was but, uh, like, yo. Yeah, please, anyways, mention really, please mention
0: Otogi five times. Please mention. Shout,
2: out, shout out to Donnie. Who said, Donnie says said this is a real oh flimsy salesperson. Oh, my
0: God.
2: J-Kee. I love how they're but, uh,
0: tuning in during uh, this critical Mikey, moment we of the got Mikey Twitch. French
2: and we got Donnie, uh, J. We got we got your crew coming in.
0: Okay, let's give them a show. Enough of Otogi. Okay,
2: all right. You're gonna <laughs> give the
0: people
1: free
2: free sesame oil. What's gonna happen next?
1: Nah, I'm sesame oil, dumb expensive. Yo, I'm Fuck more that of a here, Chung chung
0: one person, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Not to be confused with my Korean name, but um, okay. but all right. So, all right,
2: all
0: right. what are we doing now, Michael?
2: Yeah, so we want to use this time to do a letter to the editor type of thing, um, where people can it is ask a type questions. Of thing you mean, anyone it is has the Letter ed- to the editor. If, what? What are you saying? I didn't hear that. Yeah, you it. said okay. what? What
1: do you mean? Type of thing is it? Is the editor letter to the editor?
2: Yes. Yes. <laughs> my my words escape me. So, we're going to, if you have any, drop any questions in the chat if you have right now, um, any feedback about how this went, we can talk about it right now. But I wanted to bring out an old review from our Apple review. You can still review us on Apple because this is still a podcast. So, go over there and tell the world with five stars how great we are and how you should listen to 699. Um, It helps the algorithm if we're talking about tech. But, um, there was this person, remember, I don't know if you guys remember the Conduit um, The conduit uh, review that came in about, I never felt connected to my Korean heritage growing up in America. I lacked that Korean pride, but as I got older, I wanted to reconnect with my Asian heritage and find it, uh, find that belongingness we all crave for. Well, this mm-hmm. podcast is the conduit for that reconnection. All the guests, all in one way, struggle to find themselves to fight constant pressures and traditional expectations of being Korean. I can definitely relate to that. More importantly, Ian Joanne for real and honest being real and honest with themselves by opening up about their struggles, hopes, and dreams. Thanks for helping me find that Korean pride. You know what I'm saying? Oh Out my here.
0: God.
2: Out Are here, we thin?
0: inspirational?
2: Providing hey, JoJo, re- Jojo loves the, the pump up. The, the
0: chillins. Yes. yes. Oh my gosh. I do not remember this review, do you, Jakey?
1: No, <laughs> I don't. So, I don't I don't remember It's reviews, so nice. But- but appreciate mm. y'all for saying what yes. y'all say. You know? Yeah. JK So
2: JK 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 Dang says, How do you guys know each other? Who's gonna do the origin story real quick?
1: Oh man, oh, we, we could save that. We could save that for another time. But um let's just say it is, you
2: What's
1: know. The, yeah, jo, yeah. Jo, jo Jojo was a fan and um she was Please, just like
0: I hate when you're he amazing.
1: Does it. <laughs> And then, uh, and then he was like, "I was like, I right, bet you know." Name I know one person that
0: I tell you're not amazing too. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm,
1: I know I'm amazing. I know I'm amazing. So that was that was all that happened. You know, that's all okay. It was. But anyways, oh um, yeah, let's, let's wrap up today. You know, we we've been talking for a long ass time. You know, what I mean, it's about like two hours deep. So um, mm. you know, I just want to say thank, uh, thank y'all for tuning in today. Uh, our first official Twitch live situation. We hope everybody enjoyed it. Um, please mm-hmm. click to follow. We got we got to have y'all followers to make sure that you get a notification every time that we go live. So, um, you know, everybody who's been tuning in, I'm going to give a quick shout out to Sun Gino, uh, Mikey mm-hmm. Fresh, Oma Gigi, uh, Little Stardust, Kwok uh, Stardust, Star Shan Wise, much love to Shan Wise, uh, Anthony Maziki, Mazik, uh, uh, Donnie Quack uh, uh JK, jk dang uh and so on and so forth man appreciate champ nyc appreciate all of y'all for tuning in and staying around showing us love um yeah so well, what else what else mm. jojo is is there anything else that we want to plug that we want to shout out except for no opening. i mean
0: <laughs> okay well i just dropped in the chat everyone next time we're gonna play game everyone yeah. takes a shot every time jk says okay we're all, okay. Gonna, br- we're all gonna get drunk b- and you're gonna everyone love everyone bring
2: everyone bring a soju bottle with them i'm gonna have oh, yeah. one jojo's gonna have one Jakey is not because he's a, he's just gonna be saying otugi he might be drinking sesame oil we don't I know yeah i mean uh, exactly. i don't know
1: otogi actually makes your own alcohol so i don't know if that's a conflict of interest for me
2: mm-hmm. we'll to i'm gonna
0: i'm gonna out. have a chung, chung one uh sponsorship <laughs> I have the chong jong one ko in my fridge. So. But mm. thank you guys for tuning in. This is so much fun. This is so new. So it, I'm we're still, like, getting used to the Twitch situation. I'm still not used to, like, showing my face. I'm like, Michael, I did a podcast, so I didn't have to show my face. Now you're making me show my face?
2: <sighs> mm. But um, thank you guys you for really joining feel. us.
0: Yes. Mm. Okay, well, Michael, any last words?
2: Yeah, so... I am actually going to be hosting a solo stream this Thursday, so come hang out on this channel with me. We can get into any of the questions you have about what we talked about today on my segment. Um, I got a lot of backstory. I'm also adopted. I got, uh, I don't know. I've been, I've been places. We'll just say that. So we'll, we'll we can talk about all that. And as Are you always, you take the shirt off? Oh yeah. Let me just. We're just going to. We're going to do this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you can't even get the one button. Off. One button. Oh. Um oh, no. So it's not that's only all you fans. Get for right now. No, not we're not only fanzing right now. Um oh Kraken. Donnie we'll talk about the Kraken. My cousin really? actually my cousin actually or I, someone in my family designed the logo for the Kraken, Seattle Kraken. Oh shit. We Damn. Yeah, we can talk about that Damn. later. His name okay. is Maddie. He Sponsors? works for he Yeah. He's got a nice beard. Um he's a cool dude. Um uh I can We'll talk, Donnie. We'll talk about that. Yeah, um for sure. Oh but from now on, right? Every Monday Ooh, we need more Kraken. Ooh, let me send him an email and say, <laughs> let me let me get a Kraken jersey. And every Monday, like, crackin', tune crackin', in, 7 and, and I'll be drinking Kraken, the the alcohol every time Jakey says Otugi and watch me hit the floor.
0: Oh no. Um oh no.
2: Anyway. Uh, but uh, <laughs> um Every Monday, every Monday, we're going to be on Twitch, all three of us doing what we just did, improving every week. So come back next week. Um, We'll have more new topics. Let us know what you want us to talk about during uh, the week in the news cycle. Remember to subscribe to our Twitch channel. Give us Jeff Bezos money if you have Amazon Prime because you get one free gift subscription. So make sure you give us that money. Also, this podcast will be on the podcast feeds, right? So your Spotify's Apple Podcasts um on Wednesday and then we'll drop a YouTube video as well. So if you all your friends that you had tomorrow when you get on your Slack call your meetings, right? Like yo, like six ninety nine, which is so fun, you guys need to check us out. They can check us out on, on Wednesday when we get the YouTube video and the podcast up. So check that out as well. Let everyone know about that. Um, so see you again next week. And anyone tuning wants to talk to me more about whatever, tune in on Thursday. Um, but thanks for rocking with us.
1: Yeah, no doubt y'all. Peace everybody.
0: Appreciate y'all. You. Appreciate y'all. Appreciate y'all.
1: Appreciate y'all. Appreciate y'all. Alright, peace, peace, peace. Much peace. love. Hey yo, it's six ninety nine per pound. Podcast.